we've got half an hour of, uh, of stuff to slash and yeah. hack. I don't know if it came this far. How's it going? It's going all right. Good. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, I'm going to hang out here and watch the trees as they rustle in the breeze. I guess that's fair enough. Well, one tree. Oh. <laughs> I, I can see, eh, yeah, I can see a couple other trees out the window, for, but they're farther off. I can't see them actually rustling. So will this be like a, a field recording time? No, I'm, it's through the window. Oh. Okay. Through the window. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to It's Just Called Your Brothers. Thanks. I'm James. <laughs> I'm Marcus. Did that at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta try and keep things smooth. <laughs> I'd say we're improving, but I don't want to get a swelled head. Nah, we're not. <laughs> we don't really believe in these labels. Yeah. So what's happening with your with your life? Tell me uh, all the things. It's a three-day weekend <laughs> for oh. Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. For, for those of us that have such things. Yeah, I work... Uh, I, I would like to work it because I think, being a government holiday, I would get holiday pay, but I wasn't scheduled, so... Mm -hmm. Only going to be working the next two days, and then I have two days off, and then I have seven days in a row. And then, I think I have three days off, so... Oh, well, three days off. It'll be a strange, strange sequence. Yeah, you'll be estranged from your weekends. I might. I also might have to move during that time, and there will be precious Uh, little time to do so, so... mm -hmm. Not -hmm. looking forward to it. Hey, are you tweeting while you're speaking? No. Okay, because I just got a notification that you tweeted something. Oh, it's a so. little, yeah. <laughs> it must have been a delay. A I commented on somebody else's thing. What, like while you were talking right then? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Before we started. Multitask that well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're here on a main highway to the coast, going across from I-5 to the coast. So um, we were seeing a lot of Friday traffic toward the west mm-hmm. with their boat trailers and their um, toy haulers. Toy haulers. Yeah. Hmm. So for their ATVs or their little Doombots oh, sure. or whatever. I think that's a category now that's recently popped up. Well, yeah, why not? So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. so lots of folks heading over for the long weekend. You're singing that Doobie Brothers song? Uh, which of the Doobie Brothers songs? Rolling Down the Highway? Sure. Yeah. What's that other one? Moving what? Me Down the Highway? Moving the Something of Life Won't Pass Me By. Yeah. It's it's called I Got a Name by Jim Croce. That's why. Oh, oh are, you, are you serious? I was just going to say... Sort of laughingly say Jim Croce. Yeah, but, oh, that's dang. him. So, okay, all right. Like the pine trees lining the winding road, I got a name, I got a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah now his voice is clearly in, in my head. Okay, yeah. I got been a name. Pull that out. <laughs> Mr. Salt. <laughs> I'm, I am also not singing that. Roll on down the highway is, um, it's a Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh, BTL. Doobies. Cue Judd Nelson. With the it from the Breakfast Club saying something about, uh, hey, you, you still packing my doobage? <laughs> I thought it was, can I have my doobage? But is it? Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> all I remember is yeah. my doobage. I have it somewhere around here, but I, I won't take the time. What, the Breakfast Club? <laughs> yeah. You have it on there? Yeah. Uh, I, a quick search reveals Rockin' Down the Highway. Maybe that's mm. it. Rockin' Down the Highway is the song. There you go. Yeah. That's the one you would be singing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if you knew it, but I didn't even know it, so. <laughs> Uh, Q Homer. And when I listen to a really good song, I start nodding my head like I'm saying yes to every beat. Yes, 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 this rocks. And then sometimes I switch it up like, no, 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 don't stop a rocking. Dad, 
Please, you're embarrassing us. No, I'm not. <laughs> but do yeah. you do you have weekend plans? I sure don't. Uh, we're probably going to go to the wildlife safari. Okay. Wait, we said this. You said that you were going to, right? Hmm. You did say that, right? I, I seem to remember you saying it on the show. Wildlife safari. Maybe you just said it to me. <laughs> I don't recall. I okay. just know that we've been thinking about it, right. and this is a, this being a long weekend is a, is a yeah, good time sure. to go. Wildlife safari is, is one of those drive-through wild animal parks, so you can you know drive close to the animals, but you don't get out of your car, right? Right. Uh, they are usually fenced and, and whatnot, but some of the the more uh, deer-like uh, creatures are are left to roam uh, around. It's pretty cool. And the little girl is starting to notice things outside the car. So <laughs> she's big enough now that uh, and old enough that we can face her car seat forward. Uh, when she was an infant, you have to face it, uh, have a rear-facing right. car seat. Uh, she can face forward now, so she can see out better. She's in the center, mm-hmm. um, so she can see out the front as well of, of the car. And, but she's just starting to notice lots of things. And yeah. She's heavily into watching all kinds of animals and, and, and things on, on YouTube. I watch, right. I watch horses. <laughs> I watch cowers. There's a bunch of, I mean, a ton of videos of, of like CGI animals getting dunked in different colors, and <laughs> it's like learn learn how to speak English type videos, uh-huh. and be, with the, so many of them having such similarities, I'm wondering if it was like some kind of class project, you know, like final project or something. Well, some uh, of some of these channels just crank out tiny variations on the theme. Mm-hmm. So as to stuff the algorithm. Mm. So if you get one video like that, hey, here are a hundred more in various colors. Yeah, that you could transition to. Yeah, and then that gets their particular uh, their particular channel more clicks. Yes. So yeah, okay, all right. That's uh, yeah, it's kind of scary. We as we talked about before, the manipulation <laughs> of uh, both content and children. Is a yeah, valid concern. Indeed. I remember speaking of, of, of that, though, not children, but just manipulation of, um, of algorithms mm-hmm. uh, back at, when it wasn't as graphical. And certainly before there was a YouTube, I think you would have keywords embedded into, in your code yeah. on your page. Right. Uh, and then people would just like have a giant blank space. <laughs> but if you highlighted it, it would be just white text on white background right. of repeating words yeah. and so forth. Uh, yeah. And some uh, better coders would... Uh, just shrink the font size to <laughs> as tiny as it would go. Yeah. So you couldn't actually, it wasn't legible anymore. Yeah. Just yeah, to anything. Just for the computer to, to uh, pick up. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that uh, that went away pretty soon after Google started tweaking their, their searches around yeah. it. So it's a, it's a little like the um, sort of hacker encryption thing. Like criminals who want to break into your machine have to get more sophisticated as new locks, I guess, mm-hmm. or techniques come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this constant back and forth of breaking the thing and then security researchers shoring up the whole, you know, mending the fence and that sort of yeah. thing. It's so similar. Yeah, some, uh, I don't know if it was a, a bank or some, hmm. I think it was a bank uh, talking about their, their new terms or whatever, and I just happened to glance over and they say they have a uh, 2056-bit encryption mm-hmm. I thought, Ooh, that's that's pretty good yeah <laughs> that's pretty high <laughs> right yeah i'll never break never crack that ha <laughs> ha it's true uh however <laughs> the way around it is to try to get uh the the database tables yeah um with that are you know salted and then you get the key to the salt and, and then you can decrypt everything with the key mm. 
Mm. That and identity theft, of course. Right. Um, yes. More, more directly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, there are a lot of mm. new ways to to try to do that, and new exploits commercially that you mm-hmm. can do if you're a bad actor, or ex- the old-fashioned exploit people directly, uh, a la you know Nigerian prince schemes. Yeah. Since mm-hmm. those still go on. <laughs> Somehow. Well, staple of spam. Maybe always will be. I don't know. <laughs> well, I suppose once you set it to, to keep repeating, <laughs> yeah. you know, as long as, until you get caught, it's always going to be just on its own. Well, they only need running. they only need a small number of people to fall for it to cover the expenses of bandwidth and labor. So yeah. Well, on that note, Hooray. let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about uh, old school technology like reading a book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's a... Um, is this like a rant uh, against the whippersnappers of the younger generation? <laughs> the whippersnappers. Uh, have we talked about what that is? Whip, whippersnapper? Yeah. No. You have, a, you have a explanation of the origin? Yeah. Right. Back in the... the um, right around the turn of the 20th century, it was just a, a, a fad mm-hmm. uh, to, to crack whips. You know, so the kids would like learn how to crack a whip and then they'd stand around the corner so you could whip stuff. I see. You know, I bet you I could whip that fly you know or i bet you i could whip that rock right there you know and then so they were just <laughs> they were snapping their whips and the the older guys were like get a job you lazy bum you lazy whippersnappers how was that yeah. enough of a thing that that became a phrase the whippersnappers were that was a you know like a craze oh. among the youth like like it was a the, the hula hoop of the turn yeah. of the century uh-huh you know for kids <laughs> <laughs> so they were whip snapping and then eventually whippersnapper I suppose caught oh. on uh, as a rhyming thing. Right. <laughs> snapper. Yeah. Excellent. I learned something. <laughs> the more you know. Do, oh, please, cue. <laughs> you and I are huge fans of Terry Pratchett. Yeah, that's true. And uh, everything, every word he has penned on paper. More or less, yeah. Every word. <laughs> Specifically the Discworld series, yes. Yes, certainly. And so you asked me if, I had, uh, if I've heard, read the, the We Free Men or right. any of the uh, Tiffany Aching uh, series. Which yeah, is because the, you are, you've read almost everything in the Discworld I've read, series. Yeah, the, the main Discworld novels, I only have one left. Okay. Uh, and, and that one, well, it's sitting right there in front of me. Uh, is it, it the, sits, No. No, What's it's um, uh, Raising Steam. Raising Steam is the oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I, I've had it for years. Well, since it came out. Yeah. Five, six, seven. Yikes. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I think mom gave it to me. Huh. So, yowza. So seven years I've had it? My goodness, that's, a, that's amazing. It's been that long since he wrote that. Uh, anyway, so it sits, and uh, we have discussed this, you know, why does it sit on the shelf when yeah. it could be enjoyed? Sure. You know, just to to sort of uh, preserve the idea that you have one, you know one thing left to do of his, but then I've missed out on all those years of enjoying his stuff in in that novel. Sure. So yeah, it's it's I'm not sure what it is. It's a block mm-hmm. there. And I said I think the last time we talked about it was several months ago. Yeah. And I said yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do it, but I just haven't made mm-hmm. made the time. And it is going to be summer coming up, so I probably will be able to have the time right uh, to read a book i was gonna say q uh crusty the clown with but it was a poster give a hoot read a book <laughs> his uh, when he was doing his public service uh, literacy yeah uh, campaign despite not being able to read 
That's right. At least not well. Yeah. Not, not competently, yeah. <laughs> Functionally illiterate. Oh, you could cue him uh, reading his name. Read this. Yeah, I am. Uh, uh, D. D. Dear. Crossed. Why? So, uh, but no, I have not read the Tiffany Aching series or the We Free Men. Um, was that a was that a a, a trilogy of just the, the We Free Men series? No, uh, but I think they feature Knack prominent McFeagle. Knack McFeagle. They they're a small, um, ostensibly Scottish, <laughs> <laughs> uh, blue people, uh, very very tiny gnome like yeah. people. Um, yeah, not Smurfs, but not uh, Smurfs. they're. <laughs> possible potentially offensive stereotypes of Scottish tropes, but um, mm. overall, uh, the, the, that's just their accent mainly, uh, and right. and their yeah. dress, like their costuming mm. and accents. Uh, it's just a, that series is really well done. I don't know if he planned as as, as a trilogy originally, but uh, it extended to six books, so double mm. trilogy. <laughs> I don't. I think they're just a series, though. Yeah, he didn't try to package them in in, in trios. Do you think the first one is We Free Men, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's spun off of which Discworld novel? Because they were introduced in one of the main novels. Oh, I don't remember. I that. Wonder, no, I'm, I'm wondering if it was um, somewhere around Carpe Jugulum, mm-hmm. Thief of Time. Could be. Period. Uh, it I don't... comes after. I think it comes after Thief of Time. So that would be mm. the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I, I just don't remember. I remember, I thought I remembered reading about them in previous books, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. And I, I haven't got that far, right? I am not to the, to the two thousands yet in the main series and I'm reading them in order in chronological, in, yeah, in, in order in, of, in, in, of writing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I did it as well. Okay. Uh, except for not the Tiffany Aiken series or the Lee Freeman yeah. series. Uh, the, the young adult series, I, I, Right. So the only ones of those I've read were The Amazing Morris. Yeah. And and Nation. So what made you read Amazing Morris then? Uh that was also a gift. Uh-huh. And so Terry Pratchett and I was deeply embroiled in the Discworld series at that point. So I was like, right. Ooh, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. Sure. So uh yeah, loved it. Uh-huh. Yeah, did. it's excellent. It's one of my favorite uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. In the in the disc world. Yeah. At all. The Amazing Morris and his educated rodents. Yeah, spelled Maurice, but we're using the English mm. pronunciation. Yes. Modest. It's a young adult title, right? Mm-hmm. Meant to yeah. for, quote-unquote, young adults. Right. Able to be enjoyed by anyone, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you were saying that the this series, you were surprised at how good it was. and uh, uh, Yeah, I guess so. Not so much that as that I had tried it, before, like I started a a bit of it, a page or two, and that put it down thinking, eh, it's not really, it's not really mm-hmm. for me, and it's a young adult, and it's not, you know, the groups that I've come to know that I really want yeah. to continue the adventures of, and so forth, so mm-hmm. I just put it down. Yeah, I think that's almost exactly what happened to me as well. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I, I picked up We Free Men and just put it down right. very quickly. But as it turns out, you say, yeah, your it's, review. It's really good. If you keep going, it's yeah. it's uh, as good as you know any other good pressure book. So highly recommended. Yes. Not change subjects, but to change <laughs> the genre here. I'm surprised at how how much fun Roughing It is by Mark Twain. Right. Um, it's 
it's easy to, to pick up and put down, mm-hmm. you know, because he does it in basically just a, a, an adventure here, an adventure there along sure. the road, right. uh, you know, move, going west across the, the continent to mm-hmm. um, San Francisco uh, or Sacramento, rather. Right. Well, both eventually, but took a stagecoach across and wrote about his adventure doing that. So, yeah, it's really it's really good. And he is definitely an excellent wit. <laughs> right. And that still holds up. Yeah. hundred years later. It does. It does. It's fun. 100, almost 150, I guess. Yeah. I think it was the 1860s yeah. when he went. So, so. Then, yeah, 150 years. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah, good. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. It is very dense, that book. Small small print. Oh, in, that kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that's lot of fun. fun time. Mm-hmm. Good deal. I like. Speaking of humor, though, back to the series, Discworld works on a lot of different levels. And I think at first, the, the humor fantasy genre was uh, was strong with us uh, in our youth. That grabbed me. Well, I found, I guess, partially through Dragon Magazine, the What's New strip by Phil Folio, and then Wormy yeah. by uh, Dave Trampier. Oh, I'd forgotten all about Wormy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's the first time I've, I've thought about that in decades. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted more of that. And I think I read Good Omens first. In fact, I'm sure I did. So mm. Good Omens was a book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett and together and uh, released in, boy, 82 or something. Mm-hmm. It was really funny, very well done. And then I wanted I wanted some more. So I tried other fantasy series. And in, in there somewhere, I think I read a review in Dragon Magazine of the third Robert Asprin book which was um the the myth adventures series yeah so now you're going you're kind of jumping back and forth uh, in time periods right yeah i'm trying to because i'm trying to remember how it started that your was, your love of, of humor right humorous fantasy right and but that's where it stops <laughs> <laughs> i have good omens i have the robert aspirin stuff and i have uh, terry pratchett and mm-hmm. everything else i've tried i've been bored by or didn't think was funny mm-hmm. so i'm open to more but i haven't I haven't found any good yet. And same with humorous, the the, the science fiction, right? Mm-hmm. I was really only ever a fan of Douglas Adams for the funny and, stuff. And um, Harry Harrison? Nah, I just didn't get into Build the Galactic Hero. Well, the did first you? one was hilarious, I thought. <laughs> yeah. uh, I That was definitely a laugh out loud for me. But right. then the second one uh, was eh, a big drop off. Yeah. And then the, the third or fourth, he started getting you know co-authorship. Right. And they just dropped way off. He's just like a, oh, well, the publishers mm-hmm. want another one. Here, you write it, and I'll sign my name. There was one <laughs> other one. Red Dwarf was the other one. Oh, yeah. But that was sure. an, a, an adaptation of their show. Mm-hmm. So they just fleshed out what they already had uh, on the show. And there have been several funny shows that you know were in a science fiction vein that I liked, um, mm-hmm. both movies and series. Mm-hmm. But uh, for books, it's pretty narrow. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, and they're not—they're not so much jokes all the way through. And the same with uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. After a while, there's serious things in them, and Pratchett uh, has a lot of jokes, but it's all a very deeply human story, right? In between the jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just became masterous. Ma- no, master. he became Master-ish. masterful <laughs> at analyzing, I think, the human condition right. at th- at th- and portraying it through the eyes of all these different characters and different uh, archetypes. Right. Making fairly obvious references to real world mm-hmm. examples, and, yeah. um, but, but yet not superficial. Yeah. Uh, not frivolous. Yeah, not references. so much. Uh, social justice has become 
more prominent in our culture. And I would say he dealt less with that than class um, mm-hmm. yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he was an older white guy. <laughs> so it's not uh it's not a knock at him but it's just uh, it's not everything nothing yeah. is, nothing is all things to all people yes if you want to talk to about the human condition i think we should acknowledge those aspects too yeah yeah well that's what uh kind of grabbed me as it went along mm-hmm. you know and and when night watch came out i was like wow that yeah, was I'm my not, opener i'm not there yet so don't kaboom know. we'll Wait. see it awaits yeah you're at um fifth elephant mm-hmm. so you've you've read Carpe Jugulum, yes. is that right? And then uh, Thief of Time, still to come? Uh, still to come. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so Carpe Jugulum was a... Okay, first book was really fun. Second book kept me going. Mm-hmm. Um, when Mort came along, that was a, a big jump forward yes. in, in like, oh, I love this now. You right. know, I got to read all these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Carpe Jugulum was another another one, I think, like a... Like a um, what do they call that? A lodestone, a... Um, Mm-hmm. A moment, a marker of the next level in right. my in my love for the series. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it it brought me in even deeper at that one. Okay, and then uh, and then Thief of Time was was another one, mm-hmm. uh, and then Night Watch was just totally. I'm in this, you know, <laughs> for good. Yeah. Right, and I've read Night Watch I think four times now. Wow, uh, and I keep coming back to that one as my favorite. But I've read Going Postal probably three times, and I thought a couple times, and you know, I just. I, like, man, this stuff is good. Right. Damn, that boy can write. <laughs> I feel like you're a bigger fan of the City Watch books than I am. I am. Well, I don't know about uh, of you. I wouldn't mm-hmm. know, but but I am very much so. Yeah. Right. Well, that's going to, you'll, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> he was a bigger fan of the Night Watch, uh, of the City Watch, I yeah. think, once he wrote uh, Night Watch. Right. You know, I think he really zeroed in on Vimes. Um, and, uh, it seems and, and, like and, there's uh, more of those than any other mm-hmm. uh, type, any other group. Yeah. More more of those than Death or the Witches or, you know, any of the side, or Rinswind yeah. even. But, no, uh, Rinswind really goes away uh, yes. for the most part. Um, um, he's a, he's kind of a tiresome character. He, he, mm-hmm. he didn't have as much to do because uh, he's such a, he's such a joke himself, like, he he, yeah. is, he embodies the sort of cowardly Jerry Lewis type, Clu- you know. Yeah, Cluzo-esque. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, succeeding despite failing. Yeah. <laughs> or succeeding through failure right. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Succeeding through his cowardice. Uh-huh. But uh, it gets tiresome. And I'm sure he was tired of trying to figure out ways to not have him be just the same <laughs> all the time. Like, he wasn't very complicated yeah. as a character. So it's I, I think it got harder to carry the story when there weren't, uh, you know, a thousand jokes to hang on everything that happened. Yeah. Well, and then uh, because he's a wizard, there's a different, you know, sort of unreal aspect right. to it as well. And he, I think he, he really started wanting to, boy, it's hard to, to try and presume to get inside mm-hmm. Terry Pratchett's mind. But yeah. um, but I think he, he felt more interested in, the, in uh, understanding and, and relating the human conditions through mm-hmm. the 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 real people like right. Grimes is just a regular guy, not a regular guy, but a human. Yeah, with no powers. Yeah. Yes, you know, exactly. Other than his wits, a regular so. human person. Right. So. Yeah, that became more interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of of uh, music shares, which you're going to at this point. <laughs> oh boy. I have hey, no. I, yeah, I have a I have a music share because I finished going through uh, Devin Townsend's new album the second or third time. I don't remember. I skipped around some. 
Um, and man, is it good. There's more, I really there's like more good things. You you shared uh, Genesis mm -hmm. with me, and I, I listened to it. It's it's really good. Yeah, I was enjoying it. Uh, and then with the video, I'm I'm wondering, is it uh, just sort of stream of consciousness? I guess uh, it's very strange. He, he seemed to be having fun <laughs> imagining yeah. what we're seeing. It's a little you know, weird. On the green screen it's, just, him. it's a shot of uh, Devin himself just sort of sitting down with headphones on, listening to the song and sort of bopping his head to mm -hmm. the entire the music. But behind him is a, I don't know, a, a, a zooming, you know, uh, stream of objects. Mm -hmm. Like somebody really uh, discovered After Effects and yeah. the the cutouts that you could do, you know, you can move cutout images and they just kaleidoscope toward you yeah, uh, endlessly. So it's uh, because the song is so busy most of the time. I think it's a little distracting to watch the video with it, but um, they're mm -hmm. both good. Mm -hmm. I like his, his look at the end. He's like, well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> that's, that's what I got. <laughs> right. Yeah, and this is one of the most normal if you like songs on the album mm. Uh, mm. they he goes very far in uh, various directions so some of it is uh like a soundtrack film score um, some of it is more metal uh, some of it is almost operatic mm -hmm. like a musical some of it's very light and ethereal uh there's a, not too much electronic stuff but he has done you know computer music albums solely so he's all he's all over the place, and this is one of, if not the most sort of complete musical picture of his interests that he's done. Mm -hmm. So and very well done, I, I would say to that. It's not just a mess. Sure. Um, very well structured. It's got a flow, even though it's all over the place. Huh. So. I thought you were just talking about Genesis. I mean, no. all those things <laughs> just a little about bit of that. are yeah, in that's there. Right. Yeah. That is true. Uh -huh. It's <laughs> like a mini encapsulation of of the of the album. But they just yeah. keep getting longer as the as the thing goes. Oh, really? Yeah, there's um, wow. a sort of two lead-in tracks to this big, huge four-part or six-part suite at the end huh. um, that just sort of joins together in a 20-minute epic. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's also conceptual. There you go. In the same, mm -hmm. in the same album. Quite amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Yammer, I'll play a little...
Yeah. It's very long for putting the whole thing in, but... Because it does go through so many phases, mm -hmm. it's hard to get a good picture of, uh, of the piece, but, yeah. but uh, there it was. What's his story, Devin Townsend? Well, he, he's a, he was a musician from a very early age, um, and at 19 was asked to join Steve Vai's band because Steve Vai wanted ah. to do an actual band and tour with it and sort of so forth. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't last very long. One album, uh, one tour. I don't know if they What did he do that. in Steve Vai's band? What was he, he sang and occasionally did second guitar, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, the vocals were his mainstay. Okay. For that. But uh, then he, there was some tension, creative, you know, differences uh, between them all, <laughs> really. <laughs> and so Steve went back to do his solo thing because he's, I wouldn't call him a control freak, but he's certainly very sure of what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And Devin is the same way um, on his own. Like, he, he's got his own process. Yeah. And he's uh, extremely pro prolific. So he, you know, puts out, I, almost an average of one a year. It's wow. more than one every other year. So I think this is the 18th, I believe, it's studio album. Wowzers. Which is a lot, yeah. Since 99, I want to say. Uh -huh. Thereabouts. So he's... And he's 98, uh, 98, 99. And he's making a living off of this, huh? Oh, yeah. He's very popular <laughs> on tour. <laughs> Not good for him. That's making good. a living. <laughs> no, he's doing pretty well now. Yeah. I think he's sort of... Like, if you go to YouTube, you can see a lot of... Uh, presence. Um, mm -hmm. He's done uh, extensive touring. Um, he's huge in the metal community. So, you know, he's got mm. diehard fans um, in far flung countries mm -hmm. where, you know, metal is just a thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's um, plenty popular to, to, to be able to continue to make music. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So again, more, you know, right? Yeah. Far out. Is that it? Yeah, I was thinking of, <laughs> about uh, saying far out and, uh, and and things of this nature. Uh -huh. The other one that I say sometimes, I think I said it to you the other day, was rock on. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, rock on. Yeah. Which And these are things, these are terms that were not from our childhood. Yeah. Or rather, not things that I said mm -hmm. at the time. Far yeah. out would have been a little early, you right. know, other than, you know, when we were watching on TV, uh, older people. Mm -hmm. Saying it, uh, you know. Yeah, you, but you use them as jokes, and then they become I, just a phrase that you say. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So there's a video from uh, like the behind the scenes of uh, Drum and Bugle Corps that <laughs> I watched many, many times, and the one of the directors of the Velvet Knights was saying something around. He, this is for those of you who don't know. This is a group from Anaheim, and they're known as the sort of comic relief corps, and they were serious about doing well, but they had you know more more humor in their shows and things. Anyway, so the guy said, and you know. The gist of what he was talking about is what I was saying. And if we can have fun doing it, then far out. <laughs> yeah. And so that stuck in my mind for a long time. And right. Yeah, I just started using it. <laughs> you hippie. I know. Was as, as much as I've complained about hippies in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Megan would know. <laughs> <laughs> but they just want peace, man. Hey, I'm all for it now. See, I, somehow it's kind of like dressing for the job you want, yeah. not the job you have. Like, mm -hmm. you know, attitude is everything. So the more I used the term far out, right. <laughs> the more uh, in tune with the hippies I became. Sure. <laughs> and so I've gone full leftist, I think, just about, mm -hmm. just about. <laughs> well, it's, it's an unusual turn as you get older. Usually, mm -hmm. I, maybe I can't say usually, but often people tend to get more conservative. 
mm-hmm. as, as they get scared. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As you get closer to the end. <laughs> These young yeah. kids today. <laughs> I don't like the looks of those teenagers. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. if you want to send us your emails about scary teenagers. Or, or your stock phrases that are out of fashion. Absolutely. Then, uh, you know, you can rock on over to <laughs> Bros, and it's just called twobrothers.com. And if you like to tweet, you can tweet at us at IJC2B. And you blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. More or less. Yeah. I think it lasted every day, yeah. Well, I don't... I forgot. Hmm? I just... Yeah, it's okay. I'm not going to be a prisoner of my keyboard, that's all. I'm staring at a, a Terry Pratchett book over here, The Long Earth. I'd forgotten about that one. That was sort of a... Don't know that one. It, yeah, it's a series of... I think it's a trilogy. It might have gone farther than that, but it's um, Terry Pratchett and Stephen Baxter oh, uh, right. collaborated on uh, on this, and the, it's really intriguing. And it started out about maybe two thirds. I think maybe I did talk about this way early on in our show. I don't know. <laughs> uh, two thirds, three quarters of the way through, it finally bogged down a little bit. But it's really quite intriguing. Sort right. of. It's not time travel. It's uh, traveling to the different Earths. That are right next door to us. Oh, you know, all the different sure. their space traveling. I don't right. know. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So as our Earth became um, uninhabitable due yeah. to overpopulation and other you know pollution and so forth, people started going out as the as the discovery sure. came about. Um, more and more people decided to go to other Earths. Yeah. You know, so they step to the next one over. And but as that became you know crowded, then they step ever further. Huh. And so, um, so the premise is that he's the the main character um, got uh, taken into the confidence of some sort of Elon Musk, uh, Steve Jobs, <laughs> super rich guy that had had a way to to um, just see how far they could go. You know, so he had the technology to just go across like way faster.